Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill Yankovi, and this week we're going to have some fun because i got a couple of guests with me, some special guests. First off, uh, I believe this might be his debut on. I'm not really sure. If it isn't, I apologize. But we're going to welcome in the Joker himself, Steve. Hey, everybody. My name is Steve. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. And also we have here with us Maine's favorite son, even though he was never born in Maine, Ted. My sister was born in Maine. Oh, okay. So then I guess you would be Maine's favorite son then if your sister was born in Maine. Yeah. Uh, This week... Yeah, is, uh, Steve, are you a toker? Not right now. I know he's a midnight smoker, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can exactly. I, can I, I'm just going to ask this real quick before we move on. Do you get tired of those jokes? What jokes? The Steve Miller jokes. Oh, the Steve Miller band? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I first heard it from my dentist when I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I have heard that joke at every appointment and job and company I've ever worked for. So I got used to it. Okay. Because I, I never do that with you, but I was always curious about that. So it, to be honest with you, I've never even listened to them. He's uh, got some good songs. It's almost like it's almost like me. It's, I, I feel you, Steve, though. It's almost like me uh, getting ir- irritated that people mispronounce my last name. The thing is, like, the people that actually know me know me. They all, like, jokingly, they don't even use the Steve Miller band. They all jokingly refer to me as, like, Steve Jobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is my tech background. Right, you know? right. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, if you're looking for a good technician, call Steve. Anyway, uh, this week, uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about AEW and the current problem that they're having. Plus, uh, going to go quickly through the finale of the G1 Climax. It is done. We have a winner. Going to talk about that. Plus, Steve and Ted are going to do something fun for all of us today. I did not tell them what it is, but they will find out in a little bit. It's not going to be anything bad, but I think I, I think you, the listeners, will enjoy it as much as I will enjoy it. So I have to sing another uh, college shame song again. No, 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 no. Although I was impressed when you did that uh, a couple years ago, and you actually got like the first verse right. <laughs> okay. No, I was really impressed. I really was. Yeah. Like, holy crap, he got that. <laughs> um. All right. So anyway, uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of business news, and the first thing is. Tickets went on sale for WrestleMania, uh, this coming or this upcoming WrestleMania. And in one day, they sold 90,000 tickets to next year's WrestleMania. That's amazing. And that is a two-day WrestleMania again. Um, but that is a record. 90,000 tickets on the first day. That is unbelievable. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Um, 
because COVID by then will no longer really be considered a threat. Right. And this is in the middle of Los Angeles, and everyone knows that The Rock's going to be there in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Probably, almost, almost definitely. This is why I want to go to Survivor Series next in November. Right. Yeah. And that should be fun. So I hope you enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? I doubt The Rock's going to be there, but I hope you enjoy yourself. <laughs> You never he, know. he might, he may. Hey, I mean, if I've learned anything in this life, it is never say never. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd see Stone Cold wrestle again. <laughs> thank, thank you, Hulk Hogan, for that statement many years ago. But no, I mean, that's really good for the first day. How many tickets exactly? 90,000? 90,000. So we still have a little left in like six more months. months. Yeah. And then because it's going to be two days, it's going to be. Oh, you know what the other thing is? Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is no longer in charge. That's true, too. That's I, I just realized too. that. That, now, might, that might be another selling point. Honestly, Vince is what killed any interest I had in going in any live events. Because <laughs> I knew the shows were going to suck. <laughs> But uh, that's imp- that is a record. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do next year, but that is a that, good for them. Yeah, and hopefully it's a great show. Yeah, I mean, well, like we said, they're like six, seven months away, and the fact that they got this number is unbelievable. I think that was on the, that was a pre-sale too, the first yeah. day. Yeah. So, I I I expect. Because this is uh, the stadium they're going to be in is SoFi Stadium. It's a few years old. It's not like, I mean, it's new-ish, but I expect a pretty healthy crowd size-wise for WrestleMania next year. So, um, okay, NXT UK is no more. You heard me right. NXT UK is no more. Uh, yesterday. WWE announced that in the replacement of NXT UK will be NXT Europe. And this is the press release. Uh, WWE today announced that the NXT brand will grow internationally with the creation of an all-new NXT Europe with the launch plan for 2023. Following the success of our live events and talent identification efforts throughout all of Europe, We believe this is the perfect time to expand NXT beyond the UK, said Shawn Michaels, WWE Vice President of Talent Development Creative. Oh, by the way, Shawn Michaels was promoted this week to Vice President of Talent Development Creative in WWE. I just have to say the fact that um, half of the, the group that broke kayfabe in the early 90s Triple H and Shawn Michaels, the other half being being um, Kevin Na- Hall and Nash. Those guys are now big time players in corporate, mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd see that day. I don't think any of us did, really. Yeah. And, and then it goes on to talk about um, what NXT UK has done, and they will be having a Worlds Collide event between NXT and NXT UK on Sunday, September the 4th at 4 p.m. So that answers the question of will they be running 
the same time as All Out? The answer is no, they are not. But they will be running on the same day. Now, yesterday as well, they released a lot of talent that was in NXT UK. And I'm going to go through the names just to say that we went through the names. Amir Jordan, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, Amelia McKenzie, Primate, Nina Samuels, Rohan Raja, Shaw Samuels, Sid Scala, Trent Seven, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T-Bone, Teoman, Flash Morgan Webster, Wild Boar, Kenny Williams, um, Amalay, Mark Andrews, Zaya Brookside, Eddie Dennis, Saxton Huxley, and Sam Gradwell have all been released. Um, they are not doing any more NXT UK tapings. Basically, NXT UK is pretty much done for. But they're going to repackage it into NXT Europe, and it'll begin in 2023. I honestly would not be surprised if the wrestlers that got released are back next year as part of NXT Europe. That's just my opinion. I expect it. I, I can be surprised. I, I fully expect that. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Ted? I think that'll happen. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this. Uh, does this mean that they're going to start going on tours and stuff or what? Um, I, I would think maybe it would. I mean, isn't that the point of it? Yeah, I would think. Because, yeah. because the UK, they're kind of isolated on the island, right? Yeah. I, and then you could go over Europe and... Because there are, I mean, I don't watch a lot of European wrestling, but I do know some of like the hotbeds, like Germany's really hot, France, um, I want to say like Austria, Italy, like a couple of those countries are pretty hot as far as the re a wrestling scene in Europe. So I've heard some stories about the German German crowds. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> they are yeah. quite entertaining. Let's say that. Yeah, it's uh, the Canadians and the Germans and the uh, that are like the hardcore ones, mm -hmm. and it's mainly because they never go over there. And when they finally do, they're gonna fucking have the time of their fucking life. Yep, <laughs> I think that'll be my goal for 2023 is to get a German wrestling fan on this podcast because we've had Canadians on here. I think it's time we expand to have a German wrestling fan on this show. <laughs> Wait. What? I might be going to Germany in December. I have never heard about this like German wrestling fan thing. Oh yeah, it's legit. Like the I think the top promotion is WXW. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like like if I if I wear a WWE shirt or a WWE hoodie, do you think they would like recognize me? I think you'd be okay. Do you think... Well, well, I want to be recognized. Like, I want someone to be, like... Someone to, like, point at me and me having to use Google Translate being like, Oh, Edge, that's awesome. And I'd be like, yeah, man, that's freaking awesome. I, I think you'd be okay. Although the only thing is they stand at those shows. Like, there's no seating. Unless you're like at like the like the second level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Okay. Those uh, like, fans like, stand. I, I don't I don't think I want to be to go to a German wrestling show. I'm I'm probably gonna be going to something called the Christmas tea shops. Um or rather the Christmas market. Mm-hmm. The Christmas market in Germany. Um, uh-huh. and I'm going with my sister and my mother. Good times. Yeah. I'll help you have a, you're going to be spending Christmas in Germany, huh? Um, not, not Christmas in general, but like maybe early December, late, late November. Now, now I will have, now there's one thing you have to do before we continue on. When you go, you have to sing O Tannenbaum, but in the original German version that <laughs> they sing it. Hey, this is I'm kind of off topic. Song up. Going back to uh, WrestleMania real quick, are like defended? Are you either one of you like for sure going next year? Not, not the one in LA. No. Okay. Not the one in LA, but probably Philly. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely I, gonna try Philly. I, I do have a question, especially for you, Bill. Okay. Um, I know WrestleMania is going to be in Philly the year after the new LA, mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts on the chances of the next WrestleMania being in Vegas? See, th- there's the thing, because I thought after you know, what they had with SummerSlam last year, I thought it was a done deal that Vegas was going to get WrestleMania 40. But now that we know that 40 is going to be in Philadelphia, um, I could see Las Vegas getting 41. I could definitely we'll, see that. We'll also, well, also consider the possibility that, um, they originally tried to do money in the bank at the football field that the Raiders play. Yeah. And that would have been like my thought on where WrestleMania would be. And they didn't sell enough tickets. Failed miserably. Well, the reason why I was asking was because if either one of you guys are going to be going to WrestleMania over the next two years, um, I'll talk to you about it in private, but uh, there's a couple of uh, business-related things I would need you all to do for me. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, it's, you'll know, you know what it is when you... Uh, I, you, you, won't, you won't be surprised when you hear it. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. So. All right. All right. Uh, Move on to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Yesterday was the conclusion of the G1 Climax Tournament. And for the fourth time in his career, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, wins the G1 Tournament, defeated Will Ospreay in the finals yesterday. And he is guaranteed to have a championship match at Wrestle Kingdom January 4th, 2023. Which actually leads into Wrestle Kingdom news because they announced this week that Wrestle Kingdom will be only one night on January the 4th. It will not be two nights like it had been the last few years. Uh, They are going back to doing just one night, January the 4th. 
So that's a big thing there because they were kind of the ones that started doing the two nights for the biggest shows and WrestleMania copied them. So they're going to go back uh, in January to doing just one night. And the other news that was announced this week by New Japan is they will be doing a show in New York City. Mark the date down Friday, October the 28th at the Palladium in Times Square. It is Rumble on 44th Street. And it oh, it's not going to be at MSG. No, it will not be in MSG. Uh, this will feature... Uh, it will feature stars of New Japan and stars from Stardom, the women's wrestling promotion. Tickets go on sale for that event August 25th at 10 a.m. I might look into this place. The most expensive seats is the VIP box with additional food service for $4.99. Yeah, I would get that. These the food services, the food services in New York with four for four ninety nine. I would get that price. That's not bad. That's not a bad deal for your VIP. No, 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 no. It's not. It, it's certainly not. Um, cheapest seats are thirty nine fifty for balcony. Which actually, these prices are not that bad. I was at the. Uh, New Japan show in D.C. a few months ago. That was a fun time. If you've never been to a New Japan show in the United States, you need to go. It is a fun show. And it will be shown on U.S. pay-per-view as well. So if you can't... I, it, almost, bought, I almost bought the pay-per-view that you went to, Bill. When, when, I, when, I, when I heard, oh, it's going to be on fight, I'm like, maybe? But then I was like, maybe not. I don't know. Ended up being a pretty good show. Ah. All right. So we have to talk about the problems going on in AEW. And I'm sure to a lot of people, this is something that they probably didn't think would ever happen, but it's happening. So this past Wednesday night on Dynamite, CM Punk came out to cut a promo to start off the show. During the segment, he calls out Adam Page for a championship match right then and there. Page never came out, and Punk said some stuff like, well, I knew you wouldn't do it. You're more of a coward. It's not cowboy shit. It's coward shit. Yeah. So, what happened? Now, I didn't see this. You guys, I believe, did. But before I, I get to your thoughts, apparently, that whole thing was not scripted. It was not part of the promo. He just went out and did it on his own. And this stems from a promo that Adam Page did before the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, where he talked about how he wasn't just defending the AEW title, but he was defending All Elite Wrestling from people like Punk, and apparently this rubbed Punk the wrong way, and there had been rumors that came out this week that Punk 
was thinking of quitting the company. Boy, what a surprise. I've never heard that before. But <laughs> but but I'd like to have your guys' thoughts on um the punk promo from this past Wednesday night. You can go first, Steve. Um I actually had to ask Bill if this was a legitimate thing or not. <laughs> yeah, he did. And and I told him, like I found out it was a legitimate thing. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm a huge punk fan, but at the same token, I'm not a fan of somebody going into business for themselves at the expense of the rest of the company, which includes the audience, because we finally have like, you know, uh competition between, you know, two companies. So I think punk is very self centered. Um, I mean, we've all known that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, hell, I know. I'm, I, honestly, I think we're going to have MJF come back soon, and uh, punk, we're getting Punk and MJF all out. All right, Ted? I, I, I somewhat, I, I truly feel that, that Punk is, a locker room leader or at least he should be because he's he's done a lot of stuff he's been everywhere and someone like Adam Page while he while he has had some years he's he's still he's still a newbie compared to Punk and I feel that if Punk really did have an issue with what um, Adam Page said instead of well in, instead of going off uh, off storyline I think he had an option of two things. One would be to go to AEW Creative which I don't know who is AEW creative right now. Maybe it, maybe it's, um, maybe it's, uh, maybe maybe it's still Arn Anderson. Maybe maybe Arn Anderson is somewhere in the building, uh, and say, hey, I I, I want to do this thing with, um, I want to hash some stuff out with uh, Adam Page. We all know that personal storylines have gotten into professional wrestling, a.k.a. Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy. Yes. Um, And and that that was very fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. That was very fun to watch. But that was scripted. What happened this Wednesday was not. So, basically, like... My thought on on CM Punk instead of if go, go, go ahead, Dad. If 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 um like going back to some sort of sports, not really in in into any sports, but um if an athlete, if like. A veteran didn't like what a rookie was say, doing, like he wasn't going to practice early enough or something like that. He would approach him in the locker room and be like, hey, it's time to put up or shut up. 
whether whether we're the way that Punk did it, it's them both on the sidelines and the veteran like literally slapping the taste out of the rookie's mouth uh, randomly and Fox covering it all. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Bill? Well, here's here's my take on it because while you guys were talking, I had to think back to a conversation that I had about a month ago with uh, a friend of mine, DK, who we do the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Um, and, and we talked about how, because we were covering, or we were doing a thing on the Ultimate Warrior, and how the Ultimate Warrior never wanted to be called, you know, Jim. You know, whenever you came up to him, it was like, you, can't, you couldn't say, hi, Jim. It had to be, hi, Warrior. And with Punk, you can't call him Phil unless you're, like, super really close to him. It has to be high punk. If you say hi, Phil, he's going to curse you out. Punk, punk is a guy who wears his emotions, honestly. I think we can all agree on that. Agreed. However, um, I, the, the, I would add to that bill about, um, the, uh, the year, I forget the year, maybe it was 2015, 2016, when the Lightning played the Blackhawks in the finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Tampa Bay Lightning air quote fan, Hulk Hogan, was doing a video with, uh, like, a video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, going, Ted, but I agree with Steve. You do have a sports (laughs) analogy of everything in life. Ah, okay. Screw it. No, 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 finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Because I I want to go on with what I want to say. He, he, well, uh, Hulk Hogan, being the quote-unquote fan, uh, he messed with, he... He accidentally mispronounced the name of the Lightning's head coach, and uh, he called him John Cooper when he was John Connor, or he called him John Connor when he was John Cooper, of course. Uh, and and um, Sam Punk literally put him up on blast for that. Okay, I, I just want to say real quick. I just want to say real quick before I get back to Punk. I kind of understand where Ted comes from because when the Capitals were in the Stanley Cup Finals and they were playing Vegas, it was the first game of the series. They had Michael Buffer, the famous ring announcer, introduce the players. So they go... <laughs> Ted knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, so okay, here's Michael Buffer. He's been doing this for 30-plus years. I would imagine, you know, you got to practice the name, saying it over and over and over again. We had a player on the team named Matt Niskanen. That's how it's pronounced, Niskanen. Now, 
I said this to my friend at the time. I was like, I want you to read the name. And he read it wrong. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's cool because you're not an announcer. When Michael Buffer announced that man's name wrong, I was so ticked off. I was like, you're an announcer. You've been doing this for 30 years. How can you mess up a name? What, who did he, what did he say Niskanen as? Niskanen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's a boxing, he's a boxing announcer, Still though, but I get it. Still, though, you get paid millions of dollars to announce people. At least learn the guy's name. But anyway, back to Punk. And like I said in, in something, it's better than Pat Sajak. Oh, Pat Sajak was Punk. Anyway. <laughs> With Punk, he's the type of guy that does have emotions on his sleeve. But the problem that he has is he takes it to the public. And he handles it the wrong way. When he did that podcast with Colt Cabana about eight years ago, which is the, is the example of breaking the internet. It was like, okay, you know, I get it. He had every right to do it. But the thing is, he kept going after. And that's, where he made his mistake is he should have stopped after the podcast. I, he should have been, I said my piece. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bash anybody. I'm, I'm not going to do any of that. What punk did Wednesday night was very unprofessional. In my opinion, you don't go to your job, call out somebody for something that they did and call them a coward. Just because that individual said something that you didn't like. If you had a problem with what that individual said, you take that stuff to the back. You do that stuff in private. If it hurts your feelings, okay, it hurts your feelings. But if you're going to go on national TV with thousands of people in the arena and millions of people watching around the world, and you're going to be a little bitch about it, then, sorry, i got no sympathy for you. I really don't. And the fact that Punk, I believe, uses his advantage as being this big name, this big name wrestler, and a lot of people think that he can get away with a lot of stuff and do whatever he wants to do, I'm sorry, folks. That's not how the world works. That's not how society works. I don't care if you're CM Punk or if you're the President of the United States of America. If you got a job to do and if you got a problem, you don't, you don't put your problem out in public. You do that crap privately. You do it privately. Because when you take stuff like this and make it public... Then you start to have two sides. Exactly. You have, what you have the people who are going to believe in punk, are going to support punk, and believe me, there are a lot of people like that. And then there are going to be those 
who are just sick and tired of what punk does. And believe me, there's a lot of people that are sick and tired of the stuff that CM Punk does. So, you know, when you do that, you're going to cause a riff. You're going to cause tension. And punk is the kind of guy who is, it's either my way or there's no way. And if I don't get my way, I'm going to take my bag, I'm going to take my ball, and I'm going to go home. Because that's what happened. That's, that's what happened in Cleveland in 2014. Is he got ticked off about what was going to happen to him at WrestleMania. He took his bag, he carried his ball, went home. And then we end up with one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time with Daniel Bryan winning the title at the end. So, this really surfaced this week with, with Punk because there's been tension in the locker room. And there have been reports of people getting very tired of the drama going on backstage. And really what caused all this, because Steve asked me off air before, um, before we started, was what is the current situation? What really started it, of all people, is Colt Cabana. And Colt did nothing. I just want to say that. Colt Cabana did nothing wrong. He is well-liked. Everybody likes him. Well, except for CM Punk. Because Punk, yeah. Punk has a restraining order on Colt Cabana. After they went to court, did the trial, won the thing, and then they just fell apart. And, and Punk's like, I want a restraining order on Colt Cabana. It's like, Really? A restraining order on Colt Cabana. Anyway, so... So, I, I hold, on, hold, on, hold on, Ted. Hold on, Ted. Oh, go ahead. The thing that really started the tension in the locker room is the fact that Cabana was not going to be re-signed by AEW. The wrestlers went up to bat for Colt. And were like, you have to keep him. You have to keep Cabana. He's too good. Everybody likes him. You know, he was in the Dark Order. And Tony decides to keep Colt. But he's going to be signed under a Ring of Honor contract. So, really, in a way, because of Punk coming to AEW, which has been almost a year ago now, Cabana hasn't been on AEW that much. And I think a lot of that is because of Punk. And I think, because if you look at it, and I'm going to steal a, a Ted analogy here, every team at some point in a season has their riffs. They have their arguments. They have their fights. It has to take someone to step up, bring everybody together, and get the troops together. Like, we got to get this solved. We got to figure this out. What I think needs to happen is somebody in the back, I don't care if it's a wrestler, if it's an agent, I don't even care if it's Tony Khan himself. He's got to gather the troops up, be like, we got to get this figured out now. 
Because if we don't, WWE is going to be so far ahead of us in a few years that we're going to be irrelevant and we may be gone. So they need to get their crap together right now before, you know, they do anything else. Otherwise, AEW is going to be a toxic place to work for the next several months and maybe several years. I agree. There we go. Now that I've spoken on the soapbox. Um, one last story, and then we're going to get to something fun. Originally on SmackDown, uh, the final match of the first round of the women's tag team title tournament was going to take place, and we were going to see Natalia and Sonya Deville face Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons. Well, it was announced today that Nikita Lyons was medically unavailable for tonight's SmackDown. Ooh. So, she's not injured. Um, she's just medically unavailable. So, that means her and Zoe Starks are being replaced by Toxic Attraction in that match in the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. And honestly... Toxic Attraction should have been the team that should have been in the tournament from NXT from the beginning. I completely agree. And I got nothing against Nikita Lyons or Zoe Sky. I really don't, but it kind of makes sense to put an actual team that's an NXT in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, really? The, the Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons? I mean, I, mean, I would, would rather see. Uh, I would I rather see Toxic Attraction. Attraction. They, they were freaking tag team champs twice. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you know, add, and I, I can totally see Toxic Attraction maybe even winning the whole damn thing. And then seeing Mandy Rose come up and being like, these are my girls, which I I, I got to say that I've been a Mandy Rose fan, not because she's good looking, but because I actually like her ring work. Uh, she's, she does, she, I've been a fan of hers. Uh, so I, I have to say this, this NXT um, storyline with her being the leader of Toxic Attraction has saved her WWE ass. It saved her career. What would you have to say, Bill? I don't think... Honestly, I don't think Mandy was ever in trouble of losing her position in the company. But her being in a group and being the leader of the group actually made the character even interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like... It did. I, I, I liked her with Dana Brooke, but they did nothing with that group. They did nothing with Brooke and Rose, even though they they literally could have. You know, they're, they're two blonde wrestlers. Uh, I... I, I I'm sure a Vince McMahon-led WWE could have 
uh, promoted them, it could have upped them if he wanted to. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right with it not being like that. It, it's. It's almost like how I was feeling about uh, Liv Morgan before she won her tag team championship. I was a, I was a Liv Morgan fan, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely would say that the, that Mandy Rose leading Toxic Attraction is a big is a big thing, and I would. I would, I would like, like to see Toxic, toxic Attraction get a uh, get a uh, call up, and if, if they get if they win this title, that will be a call up. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one more thing, and then we're gonna get on to something really special. I am sure by the time this podcast is put up and people are listening. That someone's going to start a rumor and then the Kata Lions never took a COVID shot. I'm almost thinking that. Like, someone's going to start that. It's going to be like, oh, she's anti-COVID. She doesn't want to take the shot. I just got that feeling. Just got that feeling. (laughs) Okay. So, Steve and Ted. Is Steve there? Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay. okay. You guys are going to be part, in a moment, of an annual tradition here on that wrestling show that I think is kind of fun. Because you guys are about to take the 2022 Pro Wrestling Illustrated Reader's Poll. So, uh, this is going to be fun. Yes. So, there is no right or wrong answer. These are your opinions. There are 50 questions that we're going to go through. And and I and I'll read off, you know, you know like no, if you mention a certain name, who was the top and whatever. So, so are you gentlemen ready? Yep. Yep. Ted? Okay. On. All right. Uh, here we go. Going to start with question number one. Who is pound for pound, pound. the best uh, wrestler in the world? Right now? Right now. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Okay. That's a good choice. That is a good choice. I was just hating that, Andrew. All right, Steve. I'm thinking because this is a hard one. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go through the answers while you think? Yeah, we're the answers. Okay. 11% said AJ Styles. said Kazuchika Okada, 8% said Daniel or Brian Danielson, and 72% went with other. I'm going Brian Danielson. Okay. Um, 
you know what? I I, I kind of have to agree with you, Steve. I I think Brian Danielson's right now the pound for pound the best wrestler in the world. But there's there's a few others that you know could help. All right, next question. He he is a very good wrestler. He yes. is. All right, question two. If you could watch the matches of only one wrestler, whom would you choose? What are the answers? All right. 8% said AJ Styles. 7% said John Moxley. 4% said Brian Danielson. 81% said other. The whole catalog? Yeah, the whole catalog. The whole kid and caboodle. All right. I'll go with AJ Styles. Okay. I'm going to go with a guy that I really regret not seeing, not being a big fan during his whole career. Um... But being a huge fan when he was wrestling, when I was able to see him, I'm gonna go with Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Okay. That's a that's a very good choice. I would have loved to see AJ Styles and Eddie Guerrero. Oh man. I'd love to see AJ Styles and Randy Savage. Oh. Or AJ Styles and HBK. Oh, that would be great. That's what I mean by AJ Styles. Uh, you know, I just I have to look at the technical aspect of it. And Brian Danielson is a far more well-rounded wrestler than AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So, I think honestly, if I had to if I had to choose right now, I would kind of like to watch John Moxley. I think Moxley can adapt to different styles of wrestling and. I, it doesn't matter what style, he adapts to it pretty good, and he can have some really good matches. He absolutely can. I I loved him in WWE. If he if he leaves AEW, I'd love to see him back in WWE, and I'd love to see him as John Max John Moxley again. I would. You know, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be disagreeing if he said, I don't want to go as John, as Dean Ambrose anymore. That was beforehand. Now I'm John Moxley. Oh, by the way, before, um, before we continue on to the next question, these were all done before the entire Vince McMahon scandal. So I'm sure at some point we're going to have a Vince McMahon question that'll pop up. So just wanted to mention that. All right. All right. Question three. Who is today pro wrestling's greatest striker or brawler? Like a, a combination. You could call him a striker. You could call him a brawler. Uh, 14% said John Moxley. 7% said Brock Lesnar. 5% said Asuka. And 74% went with other. I'm going with Lesnar on that one. I'm gonna go with Claudio. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with Moxley on this one. 
They're, right. they're all great choices. They are. They are. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer here. I mean, no, there really yeah. isn't. This is this is all for fun, and and I hope you listeners are joining in too and participating either in the car or in your room or wherever you may be listening to this. All right, question four: Who is today pro wrestling's greatest aerialist, high flyer? Thirty percent said Ray Phoenix. Twenty-two percent said Ricochet. 6% went with Rey Mysterio and Dante Martin. 36% went with Other. You got the thinking, folks. I'll go with Pretty Ricky. You're going to go with Ricochet, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Ricochet on that one. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go off uh, off the radar on this one. I am a huge fan of Bandito, who wrestled at the Ric Flair event recently, and I've seen his work in Ring of Honor. He is an amazing high flyer, uh, totally underrated, I think. Um, just a, a really good high flyer. That's someone that I really would put in the discussion of the best aerialist today. Would be Bandito. If you haven't seen him, if you haven't seen him, check it out. Check him out on YouTube. Yeah, I'm really considering buying the Ric Flair thing uh, on fight. Well, I'll say this because I I didn't get a chance to talk about it, and I'll do a quick version. Majority of the show was good. I'll say that majority of the show was good. All right, next question. Who is pro wrestling's right now greatest powerhouse? Sixteen percent said Brock Lesnar, twelve percent Wardlow, nine percent Roman Reigns, eight percent Keith Lee, fifty-five percent other. Claudio. That's a good choice. You know, every time I see Wardlow, I, I think he's amazing. So I'm going to go with Wardlow. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to agree with Steve. I, I think it's Claudio. That is that is natural strength in That's Claudio. That's a very good answer. I mean, if you would have said, I mean, Brock Lesnar in his prime and by right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wardlow, I think, will be there in maybe a year or two. But right now, it's Claudio. It might be Claudio. Ask me tomorrow, I might say Claudio. Okay. All right. Question six. Who is today pro wrestling's greatest technician, Matt Wrestler? 55% said Brian Danielson. 12% said Zack Sabre Jr. 5% said Jonathan Gresham. 28% said Other. I'll, I'll go with uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> See, this is tough. Because any of those three is the right answer, honestly. Um, 
You know what? I've, I've, always, I've been a Gresham fan the last couple of years. I'm going to say Jonathan Gresham. His technical work is amazing to watch. So, All right, question seven. And one of these choices you're not going to believe made this list in a minute. Or not choice, but answer. Who is today pro wrestling's greatest babyface? 25% Cody Rhodes, 15% CM Punk, 7% Adam Page, and John Cena, 46% said other. Do they have to be active? Yeah. John Cena's not active. I know. I don't know how. No, I know. Really. I, I did not do this, by the way, folks. I was I did not conduct this. Uh, current out of all the current ones, that's gonna be hard because I don't want. <laughs> I just I really don't know who is the most popular one. I honestly. I I'm not gonna say Becky Lynch because she just turned face and yeah, everyone went ape shit over it. She's very over. Very yeah, I'll go with Becky Lynch on that one. Honestly, I think the answer is Cody. I mean, ever since he came to WrestleMania, he's been getting reaction after reaction after reaction until the injury. And my God, he was just over. He had the he biggest pop at WrestleMania night one. Yeah, he did. Uh, 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 even uh, even uh, bigger uh, than Stone Cold. Uh, I'll, I'll be objective uh, enough to say that. <laughs> I would I would agree with Bill. All right. Uh, I, I think I think if if he had ripped his bicep, he would have literally been like a big SummerSlam wrestler. Uh, he might have even won money in the bank if he didn't get that bad of an injury. Um, the fact he did that match at Hell in a Cell. Crazy ass. It is. Amazing. <laughs> My God. Uh, just simply amazing. I've, I texted this to Bill that, like, I was happy I watched this match after my roommate went to bed. I... Um, I almost threw up when I saw his pectoral the first time. Like, when he took his jacket off, I almost threw up. Ugh. Yeah. And I, I, I throw up. I didn't almost throw up, but I'm like, you know, I'm so happy that my roommate didn't see this. She would go crazy, like, oh my god, this isn't supposed to happen. And I'm like, you're... You're right. This wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, um, but it it it, I'll, it it proves to that that match proves one thing to me. Even though the action is fake, the pain is real. Very true. All right. Next question. Who is today Pro Wrestling's greatest heel? 48% said MJF, 18% Roman Reigns, 34% other. I'm going with MJF. MJF. I love MJF. He's funny as hell. It's MJF across the board. I mean, I really enjoy Roman Reigns, but my God, the way MJF can get under your skin is amazing. 
MJF kind of reminds me of a, of a hybrid between uh, The Rock and his prime and CM Punk and his prime. The charisma and the ability to like everything, yeah. He kind of reminds me of heel Kurt Angle. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. How Kurt would literally like, like he would literally look at like like pop culture of the city and just be like, I'm better than this. MJF kind of has this ability to kind of blur the uh, blur the lines between fiction and reality, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to do in such a scripted sport. It's like, you know, like this whole. Uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. I'm it's going with MJF on that one. It's just hard to do with social media today. It really is. All right. Uh, question nine. Who is the next breakout star of WWE, regardless of brand affiliation? 29% Braun uh, Breaker, 12% Theory, 59% Other. Well, what's your opinion on that, Bill? There's another one. Who? This is another one where I'm going to go off the off the grid here. Montez Ford, I think, is going to be the next breakout star. He's ready. He's ready to go. He is the complete package. He's got the charisma. He's got the athletic ability. He's got the promo skill. He's got the character. He will be, in a matter of time, the next breakout star for WWE. And that's, and that's my, my answer. answer. Me too. Montez. Wow. All right. I actually convinced him. Yay, me. <laughs> All right. Question 10. Who is the next breakout star of AEW? 21% Wardlow, 9% Dante Martin and Hook, 61% Other. This is a good question. What's your answer, Bill? Um, I'm going to go with Hook. I'll go with Hook. Ted? I'm going through a few here. One could be Hook. And I could definitely be the Orlow. But a third? I know. She's been injured. I know. She's injury prone. Chris Oh, good answer. Good answer. Never thought of her. Yeah, I, I hope she gets better real soon. Okay. This next one, if you guys don't have an answer, it is okay. Who is the next breakout star of Impact Wrestling? No idea. idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'll take that. I'll just say Moose. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Before I give my answer, I'll just read you the results. 13% 13% Ace Austin, 12% Mike Bailey, 8% Jordan Grace, 67% Other. My answer, and I'm going to explain why, is Mike Bailey. And the reason why I think he's the next breakout star is 
he was banned from entering the United States for five years because of some, I think it was like visa issues or something. So he'd been working in Canada like the whole time, like Canada and I think Japan as well. So I'm going to say him just because I think he's got something to prove. Okay, again, you don't have to, if you don't have an answer, you could say, I don't have an answer, or I don't know for this next one. Who is the next breakout star of New Japan? No idea. No idea. All right. Uh, 12? Hey, hey, Bill. Yeah. Um, as far as the breakout stuff goes, if there's enough of them where you don't know if we don't have an answer, can we just skip them? Okay. Because there's like one more, so I'll skip that one. I'll, I'll just read you guys the answers, honestly. Uh, no, because if anybody who hears this, I'm sure they don't want to hear me and Ted be like, I have no idea for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with the top answer here. I'm going to say Shota Yumino. I'm just going to say him. Ted, if you, if you don't have an answer, you could say I don't know as well. So. I already said I don't know. Okay, I'm getting Bowser, okay? Bowser. <laughs> Bowser. Okay. That's just the stuff that we can actually talk about. All right. All right. And, then, and then I'm going to read I'm gonna read this next one. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this next one. You guys do not have to answer it. But I'm just going to go through it real quickly for you guys. Who is the next Breakout star of the Independence. Eight percent said Trisha Dora. Seven percent Nick Wayne. Six percent Alec Price and Effie, and seventy-three percent said others. So this next question, you have choices on this one. All right. On a weekly basis, how much pro wrestling do you typically watch? One to three hours. Four to six hours, seven to ten hours, more than fifteen hours, or other. Probably an hour. Okay, so you'd be in the one to three. I'll go seven to ten, maybe, because I I I try to watch Raw weekly. That's three hours. Um, I try to watch SmackDown frequently. And, and I I I definitely, definitely watch the WWE, WWE pay per views. Okay. Uh, and, and like, like if, if, if I'm not busy, busy maybe WWE as well. You know, uh, let me just say my answer will probably change because uh, now that Triple H is in charge, uh, I'll probably get back into it in the future. But honestly, over the past couple of years, you know, be one to three hours. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch I'll the watch pay-per-views every once in a while when I'm bored and you guys are on land, you know. And, okay. you know, if there's something on Raw that's been, like, hyped up big time, you know, like Undertaker's back or, you know, who knows, The Rock's out or whatever. But, but I, I used to be 15 above. And oh, everyone did. Yeah, we all did at some point. I know. And as Steve knew, heck, as Russell knew, uh, yeah, I, I used to be 15 above. I used to I used to watch pay-per-views on Justin TV sometimes. Oh, we all did. Back in the day when we didn't have jobs or any real responsibilities and shit, and wrestling was actually fun. Yeah. 
I mean, I, there's I, a reason I, why we have a podcast, and, you know, I even I used to moder- moderate. We were on that stupid wrestling message board back in the day, Ted. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, me, we used to have those message boards. You, me, Russ, um, hell. All right. Years ago, I watched a SmackDown. I was at a SmackDown in D.C., and this was when ECW was after SmackDown. I literally recorded the ECW the night, the night, well, that that night when when SmackDown used to be Thursday, but recorded on Tuesday. Uh, or Friday, Friday recorded on Tuesday. But anyways, um, I recorded ECW that night and still watched it. Like, like a day or, a day two, or two later, later just to see what the announcers were going to say. I rewatched a show that I was already at. Um, I'm in the four to six hour range. Um, I probably maybe ten years ago would have said seven to ten, and maybe even five years ago, but. It's gone down. I, I would put myself in the four to six hour category. Because, like, I don't watch all of Raw. I try to, but three hours, I just can't do it. Dynamite is really where I'm going to get most of my watching done, is with Dynamite. Dynamite. I, I, agree. I agree with Bill. Even though I watch Raw, I, I can't watch it all the same night. Uh, uh, it, it needs to go back to two hours. All right. All right. Let's go to the next question. And everybody Which, agrees with you, Ted. I think so. <laughs> Which of the following weekly programs do you typically watch? Dynamite, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, Impact, Dark. And if you have more than one answer, you can say it. I think I know Steve's answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Dynamite. Oh, okay. Ted? Weekly? Weekly. I, I, I try to watch Raw Weekly, yeah. And other than that, maybe SmackDown every once in a while. Okay. Um, Dynamite, most of the time... Raw when I can make it through Raw. And those were like the top six in order, the way I read those to you guys. So, uh, Next question. On a weekly basis, which promotion do you think offers the best in-ring action or match quality? 60% AEW, 11% New Japan and WWE, 6% Impact, 12% Other. I'm going to go with Dynamite. Winner, watch it. Great matches. So, okay, so AEW. Okay. 
Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, um, that's an easy one. Uh, Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be AEW across the board on this. Well, no, it's just because, you know, Vince didn't quit just till recently, you know, so it hasn't been long enough for us to say Raw. So. Yeah, that's very right, right, right. All right, next question. On a weekly basis, which promotion do you think offers the best storyline? 56% AEW, 20% WWE, 11% Impact, 13% Other. Can we say none of the above? AEW and WWE both, that's their, like, Achilles heel is their stories and feuds suck. There's no depth, continuity, consistency. Yeah, that's yeah, one, one of the reasons why everyone's so happy Triple, Triple H is involved. involved. Uh, however, however, I mean, if you want to give me an answer, I'll go with AEW. Honestly, I think AEW has the best stories right now. I mean, although, they, all, they all need WWE, major improvement. Although WWE, they will have a good one every once in a while. Like right now, the Roman Reigns title reign is really good. That's yeah. something to watch. Other than that, you know, I, I can't really think of anything at the moment, but like Steve said, Vince just left a month ago, so you know. I'm sure that there's going to be some amazing shit, you know, just gotta give, uh, gotta give them time and everything. But yeah, I mean, if we're talking about what's already happened this year, AEW for the, for the win. Alright. So this brick next... Brick by brick. Huh? Brick by brick. Oh right. Oh, right. That, that's uh, what that's what uh, uh, Caesar said, said when, when people, people built, built Rome. Rome. Brick by brick, oh, citizens. Brick by well, brick. Keep in mind, though, we also uh, you know uh, AEW. They're in the middle of this thing with Punk and everything, which is going to be big. And MJF is coming back, so I'm expecting some big things out of AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm not extremely sure. Uh, uh, MJF is going back to be. Oh, no, I was on the news earlier today. Yeah, he's going to be coming back soon. It is? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was like, that's why I said, uh, I think he's going to come back and feed with Punk at, uh, All Out. All right, next question. And and I'm going to try to word it in my way. But it's going to be the same to this question. What streaming services, wrestling streaming services, are you subscribed to? If any. If you're not, you'd say none. <laughs> uh, do I even have that anymore? <laughs> I haven't checked. Peacock. Peacock. You've I was going to say Peacock. Well, because I use Ted's Peacock account. It's like Peacock. I am subscribed to Peacock, New Japan. I'm just looking at the list here. New Japan World and IWTV. Those are like the three. To, and, and actually also another one. Um, High Spots Wrestling Network. That's a really good one, for if you're like into independence and stuff. So, okay. High Spots so, Wrestling. 
Mm -hmm. So the next few questions, the next three questions actually, are going to have choices. All right. And this next question kind of goes back to what Ted was talking about earlier with him being at a SmackDown ECW taping. In general, do you watch your favorite wrestling programs live or after the fact via DVR streaming the next day? You could say live, later, or a mix of the two. DVR. Okay, so you say later, okay? I'm sorry, what was the question Do you watch your favorite wrestling programs live or after the fact? Like DVR? After yeah, the fact. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I give it at least 15, 20 minutes. Okay. I give Raw 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe I'll start watching. I'm kind of old school on this one. I'm going to say live, actually. But, nice. But I don't, but I don't stick, you know, like depending on how it is, I don't stick to the whole thing. Okay. Next question. Three hours in a row. Nobody does. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Next question. Again, you have choices on this one. In general, do you think there's too much televised wrestling to keep up with in a given week? Yes, yeah. no, or not interested? Yeah. yeah. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually agree with you guys. It's, I mean, yes. Bill, you backed down on multiple events with us because you have to go hang out with your family. Well, so, hey, that's what I mean. You know what? You know what? When you got a ten and an eight-year-old that will beat you up, <laughs> you don't have much of a choice. No, that wasn't the criticism. You know? No, I, no, I know it wasn't. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> um, fifty-eight percent said that no, that it's not a too much televised wrestling. Well, that's because most of those people watch WWE or kids that have too much time on their hands. Must be good enough. <laughs> yeah. That's how we were 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's not too much wrestling? Oh, my God. As, as Jim Ross would say. My God. Oh, my God. All right. So this is our final question for now of multiple choice answers. In the last 12 months, have you, Ted, and you, Steve, purchased an individual pay-per-view or stream of a wrestling event? Yes or no? Past 12 months? In the past 12 months, have you purchased an individual pay-per-view or stream of a wrestling event? Punk's yeah, debut was last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I specifically ordered YouTube TV so I could watch uh, <laughs> Punk's debut on TNT. <laughs> so, yeah. I, normally, I normally purchase the ADM shows, so uh, I I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I have as well. And the thing is, I don't have to purchase them because you guys always purchase them anyway. I just have <laughs> you guys stream it for free. <laughs> Bitch, by the way, I actually owe you guys one. The next time we do a stream, the next one's on me. The next pay-per-view's on me. Yay. Sure. All right. This Just next question. Like pay-per-view. Pay <laughs> right. Okay, these next two questions are going to be pretty fun. Which current 
WWE wrestler would you most like to see in AEW? Give me the options. Okay, 11% AJ Styles, 10% Finn Balor and Sasha Banks, 69% Other. And AEW, right? Yeah, which current WWE wrestler would you like to see in AEW? I'm going to go with Ricochet. No, that's a good choice. Wow. Oh, that's a good choice, actually. I would, I would have gone with AJ Styles, but he's getting old. That's the thing is, I was going to go with AJ Styles too. Yeah, AJ Styles. Hmm, this is a tough one, actually. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball. Seth Rollins. That's a good one. I think he'd be good for AEW. I can I can imagine like like uh like I can imagine John Moxley saying I want to be tag team champs with someone, but who 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 can it be? And then all of a sudden, burn it down. Or some or some song for Seth because they probably can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right. That's going to take us to the next question. Which current AEW wrestler would you most like to see in WWE? None of them. I know, right? MJF. Uh, 40, 42% said MJF, 7% Wardlow, 5% Ricky Starks, 46% other. I mean, if I had to choose somebody, I would go with MJF, but, uh, you know, up until recently, I, I would prefer they all stay in the AEW. <laughs> this is actually a tough one. I think this one's tougher because they got a really good roster of young wrestlers. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Sting come back to WWE. We didn't actually have a proper run. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go outside the box again on this one. Because I think this person, if you're going to go by the sports entertainment theory, would be really good for WWE. Dr. Britt Baker. That would be great. I think she'd fit. I'm sorry, what did you say, Steve? I just missed that. I didn't say anything. No, no, you said so. You mentioned someone would be good for AW for WWE from AW. He said MJF. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, oh, uh, I also said Sting. Oh, Sting. That's right. You did say Sting. Sting. That was cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, we got an interesting question in a couple of minutes, but um, this next question we can skip this one if you guys want. Which international wrestler would you most like to see compete in a U.S. promotion? We can skip that if you guys want. Go ahead. All right. 42% uh, said Okada. 4% said Kota Ibushi. 54% other. I've seen Okada. 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 
All right. Which, oh, oh, this is a good one. Which current inactive star would you like to see make a return to a major promotion? What do you think? I, I really don't know on this one. There's not really all that many people out there. Because one of the choices, or one of the answers, is Claudio Castagnoli. But again, this was before he went to AEW. So and he's already there. Yeah, he's already there. I know a lot of people like to see Bray Wyatt. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I think... I'm looking at this list and some of the other choices here. I think Johnny Gargano would be a really good answer. I like Johnny Gargano, yeah. I, I, I would I say why like, 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 I, I, I knew how he, I knew how he left. Um, I, I, I knew it was a big reason why he left was the McMahon problem. Um, so that, but Johnny Gargano would also be great. So I would go with either or. All right. And I, and I do want to throw out one other answer that was among the top answers. The Rock. The Rock was... I'd love to see Rock. Rock had a... I'm over the Rock. I know. Okay. So, like I said earlier, the uh, this survey was done before the entire Vince McMahon situation. Which takes us to this question. Assuming Vince McMahon is the most influential person in pro wrestling... Who is the runner-up? So I guess it would be, who's the new number one? <laughs> Go ahead, Ted. It's a tie between Bischoff and Heyman. Hmm, okay. okay. I'd probably say Bischoff or Heyman, too. I'm going to say right now, Tony Khan. I mean, he's got a promotion that's running against WWE and they get really good crowds week in and week out. I'm, I'm going to say Tony Khan on this one. Give me a few years. Maybe, maybe I would, I would say, say Tony Khan. Khan. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm just saying this because Bischoff and Bischoff and him and have both been there, done that. They're proven. Yeah. 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 All right, the, the next few questions we're going to skip, but I just want to give everyone the top answer, too. Uh, which American independent promotion is the most influential? 35% said Game Changer Wrestling. What is the best wrestling promotion outside the U.S.? 76% said New Japan. And assuming New Japan is the most influential promotion in Japan, which is the runner-up, 33% said stardom okay now that we've taken care of that what is the top heavyweight championship in pro wrestling today dead dead I don't know. All right, I'll go, I'll go through the answers or the top choices. 
57% said WWE Universal, 20% AEW World, 15% IWGP World Heavyweight, 5% NWA World Heavyweight. AEW is in the, uh, they have a interim champion right now, right? Yeah. So I would go with WWE Universal. Yeah, but he's a, he's a, he's been a world champion for what seven hundred days. Yeah. So I mean, that's uh something that yeah yeah. I gotta go with WWE Universal because they're still they're still a huge group. I am going to agree with you guys and say the WWE Universal. However. I will say, if it continues to get better, in a few years, the NWA World Heavyweight title. Because Matt Cardona had been champion before he was injured, and he'd done a really good job as NWA World Heavyweight champion. So, just just a thought to, you know, maybe keep your eye out for in the next few years. But I agree with you guys. It is the Universal title. Okay, what is... As of right now, the top women's championship in pro wrestling. The Raw women's title, the AEW world title, women's title, the World of Stardom title, the SmackDown women's title, other. Oh, and congratulations to SmackDown. It's their 1200th episode. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for telling me that. <laughs> what was the question again? What is the top women's championship right now in pro wrestling? No, I think well, AEW's biggest problem is the women's division. division. Um, um, I'd go with WWE. I would go with Raw. Raw. Yeah, it's it's Raw. They they've got the better talent right Bianca now. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair can't miss. She she does so many great things. Especially now, man. Now that they brought back uh, Dakota Kai and all of them. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. hilarious. Uh, the, first the first day, day Triple H comes in charge. charge. <laughs> he brings all his fucking favorites back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, sorry guys, Vince is no longer in charge. He's a dickhead. <laughs> right. uh, next question. What is the top tag team championship in pro wrestling? AEW, WWE, IWGP, AAA, or other? I gotta go with WWE. You know, I like the Usos. There are some groups that I like in WWE. Street Profits are great. Even though previously we said we all said Montez Ford for a breakout. Uh, Street Profits are great. Once they figure out what's going on with Randy, um, RK Bro will come back for sure. Um... And there's, there's a couple of other good tag teams, I think. Uh, tag team? WWE has good tag teams. All right, Steve. Okay, this is where I'm going to disagree with you guys. And I'm going to say the AEW tag team titles are the top titles, top tag team titles right now. Because... That, I think, is their strongest division, is the tag team division. 
And they've had quality tag team champions from the very beginning. It's like they have not missed on one yet. And at some point, I think FTR is going to win the belts back. But right now, AEW's got the best tag, or has the top tag team titles in wrestling. All right. Uh, we're going to open the complaint lines for this next question. What are you sick to death of witnessing in televised wrestling? Well, what are we sick to death of in wrestling? What are you sick to death of witnessing in televised wrestling? I can read you some of the choices. choices. Rapid camera cuts. Yes. <laughs> augmented, augmented reality CGI. Long promo segments. Outside interference. Dives through the ropes. Major announcement. And super kicks. See, everything listed there except for the camera cuts makes for a great story or wrestling match. Right. I would agree with Michael. I mean, with, with, with Steve, with Steve, with Steve. Camera cuts. Definitely. Those things can give you a fucking headache. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go. I, I actually agree with you guys, but I'm going to go with a completely different one. And this should have stopped once they were done. With the thunder. Or, 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 or sorry, sorry uh, uh, Bill, but one, one more thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Camera, Camera cuts and recaps. Recaps. <laughs> recaps. Oh, I didn't think yeah. about that one. Recaps. recaps. I understand why WWE does. They have three hours of shit they have to produce, but, but if they're going to, like, yeah, the re- yeah, yeah. Cam- yeah. Camera cuts and recaps. Go ahead. I'm going to say filled in crowd noise. Yes. Especially WWE. Oh my god, it is the most annoying thing that you know you got a you got a live crowd there and you have to put in audio of a crowd when there is a crowd there. They still do that shit? Yes. They have to. Oh my god. Otherwise the show's fucking dead because the crowd's it's, dead because the show sucks. The film <laughs> was over a year ago. Drop it, please. Yes, yes, please, dude, drop it. Okay, okay. Do you actually think that's more annoying than uh, than the camera cuts? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying I agree with you that it is the rapid camera cuts. It's not just the rapid camera cuts; it's also the shaky camera. But but for my own personal, it's it's the added audio of the crowd. Right, right. But I agree with you; it is the camera cuts. But and the shaky, the shaky camera. camera. Yeah. Kevin John. <laughs> Please get rid of him, please. Just you know, that shit can really give somebody a fucking uh, a seizure. I, I'm <laughs> you know surprised I, mean? I have not heard that story. Like someone having a, I, I really am. <laughs> All right. Next question: Which wrestler today has the best entrance music? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I gotta go with the uh, Wild Thing and Boxley. Oh, good choice. I gotta go with Metalingus. I've, I've always loved Metalingus. Oh, with Edge. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that one. No, that's a good one. I still gotta go with Boxley, though. 
Okay, I think this is the first time we're going to be completely different. I'm going Orange Cassidy. Uh, at, at first, you know, the Pixies, it was really good. But then when they changed it to Jane by Jefferson Starship, which is the song he used when he was on the Indies, I was won over completely. Plus, I like I first heard that song when I was 14, and I thought it was like such an awesome song. So I'm going to say Orange. Okay, so now we're going to go. I love Steve's answer, though. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. There's so many good choices, though. That's the thing. All right, so we're going to go from the best to which wrestler has the worst entrance music? Give me some names. 7% Roman Reigns, 4% Happy Corbin, MJF, Sami Zayn, 81% others. I'll go with Happy, Happy Corbin. Corbin. You know, just so, hearing just that, that jackpot, jackpot sound. <laughs> like, 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 I don't I mind don't Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns sounds epic. I actually like Roman Reigns' song. That's why I was kind of surprised to hear that one on there. Yeah, the Romans is good. Especially the later one. Especially the latest one. It sounds like a really good garage band song. It was much bigger, much better improvement than the other one he had. Um, I don't have an answer for this one, to be honest with you. I really don't know what Happy Corbin's music sounds like. I I used to hate B Team. Almost was a passion, but right now I'm gonna go with Happy Corbin. Now, if you want to say overall in history, I will say the all-time most annoying fucking theme song in history is John Cena. Oh, the you can't see me time is yeah, bad? Yeah, no, 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 fucking, like, no, 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 kazoo, it's like a fucking mile, dude. I can fucking hear that shit. Um, <laughs> it's like a monkey getting, getting his tail, getting his tail pulled. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say The Miz. Every time I start hearing, oh, so I have to mute the TV. I just have to. I think that's annoying too, yes. I I would agree. I think it's just because John Cena was around for so fucking long. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, next question. In your opinion, which stipulation or match presentation is the most overused in 2022? And I will give you some answers here. 40% said qualifier, 22% said a multi-person match, 13% said a death match, 12% said a ladder match. I'm I, I guess this would fall into qualifier, but when they do the championship contender or championship eliminator match that one is just annoying it, it, it it's overused yeah i'll get with you on that one though okay yeah it, it's like that uh atari uh racing video game prepare to qualify there you go all right which lesser used match stipulation or presentation would you like to see used more often? We have 
Best of Three Falls, Three Stages of Hell, Strap Match, Iron Man Match, Scaffold Match, First Blood Match. To be honest with you, the, the thing that's in my mind, uh, and I even brought this up uh, on the Reddit because I was debating somebody about Triple H's, uh, you know, him being in charge. But I was telling somebody, I was hoping that we see more two out of three Falls matches. I've always liked those types of matches. Well, there you go. I mean, I know it's kind of predictable because each, each wrestler is going to you know, probably get the win. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, it's the excitement of it. Yeah. It's like, who's going to get the first win? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am I am going to go with a unique one with AEW Stadium Stampede. It, you know, I really like the Stadium Stampede ones that I saw. Yeah. I think I would have to agree with Steve on this one and say the best of three falls. Um, There's just something about that type of a match where you have to, you know, when you present it, you got to do it completely different than any other regular match. And if you have the right people mixed together, um, it can be good. Like recently... Um, I did a review of SummerSlam 1990, and one of the matches was Heart Foundation and Demolition, two out of three falls for the tag titles, and that was a really good match, even in 1990. So, I I would I agree with Steve. I say best of three falls, but it has to be the right mix of people because sometimes you could get one that doesn't go with the other and do that kind of a match. See, I would say that, but only if they go to 60 minutes just to be like, hey, we got a 60-minute Iron Man match again. I don't see a scaffold match ever happening nowadays. It's too dangerous. I don't think the risk is there for it. That's just me. There okay. were scaffold matches? Yeah, there have been some scaffold matches. Where? Where? <laughs> WCW used to have them. How do you think oh, that everyone yeah. almost killed himself? Yeah. WCW. WCW. I would be surprised. Yeah. ECW. Yeah, ECW had some. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm surprised you've never seen that one. Wow. Genuinely. Genuinely. Uh, I, 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 I mean, like, I'm not surprised that I heard the phrase scaffold, but, like, when I hear the word scaffold, I'm thinking, like, with the arenas, it's all up in the rafters, and, like, you're literally touching the the team's retired numbers. If, if you want a good scaffold match, Ted, go watch the Road Warriors and Midnight Express Starcade 86. I knew you were going to bring that up. If you want a, if you want a bad one... Go to Bobby Eden and PN News against Steve Austin and Terry Taylor, Great American Bash 91. I'll, I'll remember both of those. That is a god-awful match. And, and it's Steve and it's not Steve Austin's fault, Steve. I just want to say that. It is not his fault. 
No, no, I'll yeah, be the first one to agree with you on that one. Even Steve, probably, even Austin himself probably agree with you. you know, Why they suck. have a 400-pound man in a scaffold match? I have no Jesus, like, you guys have to be obsessed with him or something. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's go on to the next. Yeah, we're, we're, we're almost done. I think when I'm hearing scaffolds, it's like, you mean like, like working on lights? The thing about those, like, it's like the Inferno match or some stuff. There's just sometimes some matches where... It's too dangerous, and it's just like not, not dangerous in like a gimmicky way, but legitimately, it's just too fucking dangerous to even have a decent match in the first place, even if it's just a brawl. You know what I mean? So there's no point in having them. Yeah. All right. Who is right now the best pro wrestling manager right now? Fifty-three percent said Paul Heyman, seven percent William Regal, four percent MVP, thirty-six percent other. The first name that came to my mind was Paul Heyman. I mean, if you're saying right now, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul Heyman. Ted. Uh, uh, repeat the question. Sorry. Who is the current best manager in wrestling? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one could be pretty interesting. Question, but I, I just want a clarification. Uh, oh, okay. Who is today the best pro wrestling commentator? I really I like really Pat like McAfee. McAfee. Pat McAfee, I really like him too. Did I, I pronounce his last name McAfee or McAfee or whatever? This is the final time that Steve and Ted will be on this show. Thank you guys for coming and never come back again. <laughs> no. Um, my, you say Michael Cole. No, oh no, 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 no. It's not, no, it's not Michael Cole. It's not Michael Cole. I, you know what? I honestly, I really have liked the last several years. Tony Schiavone, he's been really good. Oh, here. Uh, or, um, um, fucking, uh, what's his name? The other dude. The nasty. Excalibur. I like him too. He's really good too. But yeah, I, I really like Tony Schiavone when he's a commentator. You can tell Tony Schiavone is genuinely enjoying himself. And he's very good at what he does, too. I mean, you have the combination of passion and competence and skill and experience. He's a world-class commentator. So, I mean, I'll change my answer. I'm going with Tony Schiavone. Yes. <laughs> Steve, you can come back anytime you want. <laughs> because it reminds me of, um, I forget his name, but, uh, Matt Stryker. It reminds me of Matt Stryker on SmackDown when he was an announcer. Because Matt Stryker would use pop culture references. And I I like that. I like I like it when someone like references a Tom Petty song at, from Out of the Blue. Uh, so, I got to go with Pat McAfee. I like it. My only thing with Pat is, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this half-jokingly, half-serious. 
during that wonderful Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville match. The number of references that he made to the Jackass show during that match scared the crap out of me. I was like, I think he's watched way too many episodes of Jackass. <laughs> when Sammy Zane was on the Stone Cold podcast, Sammy Zane said that Pat McAfee made his match that much better because he knew the names of everybody from Jackass. Oh, remember that time that we made? I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Um, actually, actually, Ted, it's kind of funny that you mentioned podcasts. Because our next question is, if you listen to wrestling podcasts, which one is your favorite? You know, I gotta say this. During COVID, I started listening to podcasts a lot more. And, um, like, before COVID, I started listening to podcasts a bit more because I was going through, like, some family things. I gotta say... Listen to After the Bell with Corey Graves. It's been a while since I've seen that, but he does a good podcast. Does this have to be podcasts that are directly hosted by like people that are in the wrestling industry? I mean, it doesn't have to. Oh, okay. I got the perfect dance. Hold on. Let me get his name. Okay. While you do that, I'm going to... While you do that, I'm going to give mine. And I'm only saying this not because I plug them all the time, but because I really enjoy listening to them each and every week. Our Vantage Point, that is my favorite wrestling podcast. It is a retro wrestling podcast. It is so much fun to listen to. That's my choice. You you comment so much on your uh, tweets, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> There's this guy on YouTube. Uh, he has like short black hair and a beard. He's interviewed uh, Muhammad and Hassan and a bunch of others. I forget what the fuck his name was. Hmm. Oh, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, not Conrad Thompson. No. Did he interview? Did he interview Paul Heyman? I know he interviewed John Cena. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he interviewed interviewed The Rock Rock too. He's a skinny, he's a, uh, he's a skinny yeah, white guy with the black, black hair. hair. I'm oh. looking at him on YouTube. Okay, okay. All right. Give me one more. That's that's actually some pretty good credentials. All right, I'll give you a little bit of time because the next couple of questions. Oh, I found it. Uh, Chris Vandelay. Oh yeah, he actually follows the show on Twitter. Oh really? oh really? Yeah, maybe oh. I, I should message him see if he'd want to be on someday. Actually, yeah, if you do, and uh, yeah, use his connections, if you get Stone Cold on the podcast, that'd be great. <laughs> we're we're still working on that one. All right, uh, the next couple of questions, you no, guys don't. In that picture at for the Scorecard Podcast. The the next couple of questions you guys don't have to answer. I'll just read them and tell everyone the top answer. Uh, what is your favorite column or recurring feature in Pro Wrestling Illustrated? Uh, 13% said the PWI 500, which will be coming out pretty soon, I do believe. 
And outside of our current nine-issue publication schedule, what would you like to see more of from PWI? 53% said books and almanacs, because they used to come out with a wrestling almanac every year, so I am kind of in favor of them bringing that back. Kind of fun for the younger fans. I'll agree with you on that one, though. Okay, so the next five questions are going to be about viewership numbers and where you see them in the future. Okay? You're each going to get the same choices. You just tell me where you think they will be. So, a year from now, where do you see the viewership numbers of Raw? Significantly lower, slightly lower, about the same, slightly higher, significantly higher. I'm going to say a little higher. Okay. I'm going to say slightly higher. I'm going to agree with you guys. I think it's going to be slightly higher. Now that Vince is gone, I think it'll be slightly higher. There's still, you know, the internet, everyone's still going to be watching, you know, all their stuff, you know, you know, their own DVR, YouTube, their own convenience. So that's always going to take away from the ratings. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah slightly, slightly higher. Okay. Where do you see a year from now the viewership numbers of SmackDown? Same five choices. Slightly higher. Okay. Significantly higher. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm gonna say about the same, actually. I, I, I think it'll... I think it'll go a little bit, but not too much. So I'm going to say about the same. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Friday, Friday night, right? Smackdown? Yeah. I think it's going to stay the same. I'm sorry. Because Friday nights is generally, you know... People go out. People go out. Yeah. Friday night is dead night for WWE, for, for television in general. So maybe slightly higher. I'm sorry. If they can change it to like Thursdays or something, then maybe slightly higher because people, more people are at home. Yeah. Okay. Where do you see a year from now the viewership numbers of Dynamite? About the same. Okay. A little bit lower. Uh... I think they're going to be about the same right now. The I, the answer would change when the when their contract comes up and they're looking for a new TV deal. If they can get a very good deal, then my answer might change to slightly higher, but right now I'm going to say about the same. Okay. Where do you see a year from now the viewership numbers of NXT? About the same thing. Okay. You got a good night. A good night, a good time slot, a good a good network or USA. About the same. Yeah, about the same because NXT has never had a problem with quality or anything like that at all. It's just, you know. Uh, so about the same. 
Yeah, I'll, I think I'll, I, I think I'll agree with you guys and say about the same. I mean, NXT I mean, is as good as it's ever going to get. I don't like NXT 2.0. All right. All right, and the final one of this group of five. Where do you see a year from now the viewership numbers of Impact Wrestling? I think they're gonna be bankrupt next year. Bill and I have been saying that for a few years now, and they're still going. And they're still going. But I think the Enterprise of Bunny is going to stop somehow. To actually give you an answer, though, probably slightly lower. But I honestly think it's going to be bankrupt next year. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. There's a people's jobs, but that'd be realistic. I hope not, but, like, there's only so many times, like, it can trade ownership. I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins almost owned Impact Wrestling at some point. That's true. I was about to. That, Ted, that was a more eloquent way of making the same point that I was going to make. So good for you. All right. I'm going to say about the same, honestly. All right. Three I'm, more still, questions. I'm surprised Impact's still around, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, three more questions, and then we're done. Who will be number one in the 2022 PWI 500? What are the answers? 52% Roman Reigns, 17% CM Punk, 10% Adam Page, 9% Okada, 12% Other. Is it Roman Reigns about to retire? I thought he was. Maybe he's not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this one. I'm, you know, I would say CM Punk, but he's had these issues. I'm going to go with word of mouth and say Okada. Okay. Um... I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Although I would like it to be Moxley, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, it might be Roman. Steve, what you think? Moxley. Okay. All right. Who will be number one? In the 2022 Women's 150, 41% said Bianca Belair, 19% Thunder Rosa, 18% Britt Baker, 6% Becky Lynch, 16% Other. I'm going to go back to what I said about Bianca Belair. She's just TV. I'm going to go with Bianca. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Bianca boat as well on that one. And the final question, gentlemen. Do you feel the public perception of pro wrestling is better or worse than it was five years ago? Much better. Much better. 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 Yeah, five better. years ago sucked. 
<laughs> I, it's better. It is so much better. Five years ago, wasn't that garbage? All right, and you gentlemen have completed the 2022 PWI poll. Thank you for participating. No one will be sending you a T-shirt in the mail. I'll take 100 bucks, though. Uh, no. <laughs> for my time, <laughs> sir. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Uh, Ashley, you can pay me back uh, at WrestleMania in a couple years. Sure, I'll, I'll buy you some food. How about that? I'll buy you a drink, bro. There you go. Yeah, actually, that's, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll buy you a drink. All right. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? Hmm. Ted, go ahead. Uh, I would love to po- plug uh, any podcast. Mr. Billiam, Bill, uh, Yankovy is doing. He does great jobs. I like to I like to plug my Twitter account. Uh, it's at emx. 518. That's E for Echo, M for Mike, X for X Ray, EMX 518. There you go. All right. And if you guys have any questions or comments, send an email wrestlingman at that wrestlingshow.com. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at wrestlingshow11. You can follow the show on Instagram at that wrestling show. And you could join our Facebook group, that wrestling show fan group, where we have over 500 members. In our group. By the way, and by the way, real quick, breaking news: CM Punk versus John Moxley next week for the for the World Championship. Woo, doggy! Right. I I guess if you want it, if you want a refresher, Caps Heart ninety nine follow. All right, a couple of podcast plugs. I mentioned them earlier. Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Jill Murata and Michael Quinn. This week in their true or false segment, Honky Tonk Man, greatest intercontinental champion of all time? That's for you to decide. Plus, uh, a live watch along of Championship Wrestling that is on our Vantage Point. Also, check out Juice Pro Wrestling. They have an array of topics to discuss this week. Uh, check out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, where this week it is the third and final part of their interview with director Eric Appel, who's directing the upcoming Weird Al Yankovic movie. There's a Weird Al podcast? Yeah. I might have to listen to this. That is Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Okay. Also, check out the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. It is the number one UK Memphis-related wrestling podcast. And, well, actually, it's the only. But he watches Memphis wrestling week to week. Check him out. Uh, Also, check out Escape from Vault Disney, where this week they reviewed Chippendale's Rescue Ranger, the movie. Check that out. I make, um, I make that podcast too. Wow, wow. That's a pretty fun podcast. Yes, yes. Until they until they discuss politics, then it becomes kind of boring. But that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. also check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. This week, I review the episode. I should have never gone ziplining. That's this week. And finally, Bill learns Kingdom Hearts. 
Uh, season three just started, or the second half of season three just started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I watched Kingdom Hearts. Jim and I, we discuss it. This week, we're doing a special watch along as we go back to the Hundred Acre Woods with Winnie the Pooh. That is this week on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. I need to play, need to play that, those games badly. Well, then I think you should listen to our podcast and hear what I thought of different parts of the game. Three seasons worth of that podcast. Yep, yep. Uh, next time around, uh, probably going to talk about what happens with Punk and Moxley on Wednesday night, like Steve mentioned. Um, and any other wrestling news that comes along, probably talk about it here. Thank you to Ted and Steve for being on this week. Have a f having a fun week discussing wrestling with a lot of big topics going on. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on.